Hello, my friends. You're listening to Repent and Believe podcast with Cynthia Smalls of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here we talk and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fast and God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How's everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You beloved are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, folks, listen. Who are the children of God? Because many claim to be children of the Most High God, but their lives have not changed. They still operate in the world claiming the name of Jesus. But these are they whose hearts are far from Jesus. They are not walking in obedience. They are only believing in Jesus with a mental assent. But their belief has not compelled them to turn from their sin. They have not put on the new man. So it just may not be that they are born again. Because today, beloved, we are going to be looking at a few scriptures, a lot of scriptures that that tells us, in fact, who are God's children and who are Jesus' sheep. We cannot be deceived, nor walk in delusion that we could live however we want and still claim the name of Jesus and still meet Him in glory to inherit the kingdom of God. When the Bible is unanimous, beloved, The unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. And when Paul said this, he was not talking to sinners. He was telling the church at Corinth because a lot was going on over there. A lot of sexual immorality, division. It was a mess. Some were claiming, I follow Paul, I follow Apollos, I follow Jesus, I follow Peter. 
They had a lot. They had, I believe, they had to put a man out of the church because he was having sex with his father's wife. So a lot was going on. And Paul reminded them as he is reminding and exhorting us today that if we continue to live a life of habitual sin, we too will not inherit the kingdom of God. And many, sad to say, because I too was once in the camp of one saved, always saved, that we can live a life that is not reflective of what we believe and whom we believe in. Because beloved, if you make a confession for Christ, that you believe that he died for your sins and that sin is no longer your master, well, we ain't got no business being in sin. If you believe in Jesus, because believing in Jesus means obeying Jesus. To follow Jesus means you are listening to him you know his voice and you do what he tells you and I to do without complaint. Get your flesh out of the way. Get your emotions out of the way. Get your life out of the way. We cannot. We cannot. Go on Beloved We cannot go on As business as usual There There must come a time In your walk with Christ That you get real serious That salvation Is a Precious gift from God. We didn't have to work for it. We didn't have to earn it. But we must work it out. You must stop sinning. And I pray that I'm not speaking to anyone who is in willful sin. But the reality of the situation is that many claim to be children of God and yet they are in sin. Sin is going against the holy commands of holy God, living for yourself, living still in the world and breaking his commands. We are commanded to be holy. And if you think that's impossible, then you just may not be born again because he sent us help. Heavenly help. Holy Spirit. That if you are born again, well, his spirit lives in you. God's righteous character now lives on the inside of his children so that we become imitators of him. He's holy. We are holy. 
He's righteous. We are righteous. He's love. We walk in love. And all of this is possible for one reason. Jesus Christ. So like I said, today with Holy Spirit, we are going to be looking at some scriptures that tells us, in fact, who are God's children and who are Jesus' true sheep. Beloved, we cannot sleep on the rudiments of the gospel. If you are born again, therefore, you no longer practice willful sin. So, I would like to pray out of Psalm 103 today. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, we go to your word for worship and prayer. King David penned a wonderful psalm over here in 103. Blessed and affectionately Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is deep within me. Bless his holy name. Bless and affectionately praise the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget any of his benefits. Who forgives all your sins, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you lavishly with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the soaring eagle. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways of righteousness and justice to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in compassion and loving kindness. Amen. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins as we deserve, nor rewarded us with punishment according to our wickedness. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his loving kindness towards those who fear and worship him with awe-filled respect and deepest reverence. Amen. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Just as a father loves his children, so the Lord loves those who fear and worship him with awe-filled respect and deepest reverence. Verse 14, 
for he knows our mortal frame. He remembers that we are merely dust. As for man, his days are like grass, like a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is no more, and and its place knows it no longer. But the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to those who who honor and keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments and printing his word on their hearts. The Lord, verse 19, has established his throne in the heavens and his sovereignty rules over all. Bless the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones, who do his commandments, obeying the voice of his word, bless the Lord, all you his hosts. You who serve him and do his will, bless the Lord, all you works of his, in all places of his dominion, bless and affectionately praise the Lord, all my soul. Amen. Glory be to God. Father, we lift up clean, holy hands. We come today in worship, honor to give you glory. Hallowed be thy holy name. Father, we ask for more of your grace, more faith. Thank you for saving us. We need wisdom, Father. You told us to come to you and ask for wisdom. So we come in, Father. We ask for wisdom today to live in a godless world that is going to hell. They reject Jesus. They Deny who you are, although all we have to do is look at the sun, moon, and stars. Everything in nature praises the Lord. Therefore, we are without an excuse. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for saving my wretched soul. And Father, I pray for the saints. That they hold fast to the word, to the word of Jesus. That we obey and do not, do not go back out into that world, returning back to the vomit. May we esteem you, Father. Thank you for all that you have done. Thank you for all that you are doing. And Lord willing, Father, we will continue. We will continue to praise you even to the grave and beyond. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. 
Glory be to God. Beloved, our focus must be on Jesus. No one will ever love you the way Christ loved us. He loved us so much that he went to the cross and died and suffered and suffered the most brutal, violent, bloody death that a man born of a woman will ever suffer. And he did it for us. Amen. According to Revelation 14, 12, God's people are those who habitually keep his commandments and their faith in Jesus. Because, beloved, I don't know if you realize this or not, but some of y'all are playing. You keep playing with your salvation You think that God has to get on board with your agenda? Listen, he is not going to change his holy standards just because you and I decided to follow Jesus. And we honestly think that God has to get with the times. So following Jesus is really part time for us. Because a lot of y'all are truly busy. You got families to raise, jobs to work. You got ministries. Y'all got a lot of work to do. But we cannot let that get in the way of whom do we serve. We cannot. We cannot serve both God and mammon. You're going to drive yourself crazy. Not to mention the potential to get yourself put back on that broad way. Listen, Jesus told us the way it is straight And it is narrow. So what we first need to do, okay, we need to get the understanding of the deity of Christ, our Lord and Savior, who willingly laid down his life for our sins by dying on the cross, paying the penalty for our wrongdoing so that we are no longer facing God's wrath that is sure to come upon the wicked who rejects Jesus and his soul saving gospel. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So let us take a walk over here to the book of John chapter one, because John is is telling us about the deity of Jesus Christ. Listen in verse one. In the beginning, before all time, was the word Christ. And the word was with God and the word was God himself. He was continually existing in the beginning, co-eternally with God. All things were made and came into existence 
through him and without him, not even one thing was made that has come into being. Amen. In him was life and the power to bestow life and the life was the light of men. The light, capital L, shines on in the darkness and the darkness did not understand it or overpower it or appropriate it or absorb it and is unreceptive to it. Amen. Beloved, don't this sounds like John 3, like verses 18 to 19? Because Jesus over there, because he was telling Nicodemus about how flesh and blood, you know, natural conception, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, that we must be born again, not from another womb, not from your mother's womb, but from the spirit spirit above because then he was saying right we all know John 3:16 God demonstrated his divine attribute of love cuz that's who he is by sending the world a savior but the world rejects Jesus they don't come to the light because that person has already decided to reject the light because they rather have their darkness more so they cannot appropriate the gospel they can't take hold of it they can't absorb it because they have pushed it away and so back over here to to John because then in verse 6 he he's he's talking about the witness of John the Baptist because John the Baptist was a man commissioned and sent from God he came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe in Christ the light through him. John was not the light, but came to testify about the light. And he and he testified, verse 10, he Christ was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize Jesus. He came to that which was his own, that which belonged to him, his world, his creation, his possession, and those who were his own people. The Jewish nation did not receive and welcome him. But, and this is what I love about 1 John, no, I'm sorry, John 1, verse 12. But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the right, the authority, the privilege to become children of God. That is 
to those who believe in are here to trust in and rely on his name. Verse 13, who were born not of blood, natural conception, nor of the will of the flesh, physical impulse, nor of the will of man, that of a natural father, but of God, that is a divine and supernatural birth. They are born of God, spiritually transformed, renewed, and sanctified. Amen. So Jesus, first up, is telling us who are the children of God. These are they who believe in Jesus. They are here to They trust in him and they rely on Jesus. All of this is about obedience because it it just stands to reason. If you are not following a person, if you are not sticking close to them, if you are not trusting in them, and if you don't rely on them, then you are not going to obey them. Listen, it's not rocket science. It's all about what you want to do because eternity awaits for us all. So all of these temporary decisions and choices we are making that that are putting us back on the broad way to hell, well, we ain't going to make it. So, to further, to further see who are Jesus' sheep. Because, beloved, I know some of you may be tired of going over to John 10. You want to know why? Because many people are dying in their sins and they've claimed the name of Jesus. And they may just happen to stumble upon this podcast today and don't realize that they have been living in great deception. So we must continue to go over certain scriptures that lay down the foundation. Because if you think you have fellowship with the father and with his son, and you are living contrary to the word of God, then you are deceived. Again, Paul said, don't be deceived. The unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. And some of us keep playing Galatians 6, 7. Yeah, Galatians 6, 7. God won't be mocked. We keep sowing to the flesh. And from the flesh, we will reap eternal destruction. Do you not know this, beloved? Yes, God is love and he is merciful. He he is compassionate. He is loving kindness, but he is also jealous. His name is jealous. 
He is not going to tolerate us committing spiritual adultery with the world and still claim him as father. Uh-uh. No, beloved. So that's why we stay on certain scriptures. Because thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> okay. This is where he wants us to be parked. Here, certain scriptures we must go over and over and over again for the maturing of the saints as well as babes in Christ to the glory of God are coming into the kingdom every day and they are on social media. They are on the world wide web looking for others, other believers who have repented and now walk in obedience and they are being led by Holy Spirit to search out sound doctrine as they study the word of God. And so they on their phones, on tablets, on computers, searching out for sound doctrine. Because as a babe studying the word can be overwhelming. And so we search out research tools to help us in our study. It doesn't replace the Bible, but it's good to fellowship through someone's blog, a podcast, a social media platform. Children of, of God are everywhere. And through technology, we can fellowship that way. So that's why, Missy, why we always go over certain scriptures like John 10. Because Jesus, in, in my little humble opinion, throws cold water on the madness. <laughs> you cannot live for self and... Think you are a follower of Jesus, but you are not listening. Listen, here we go. Here we go. John 10. Okay. Come on. Namely, in verse 7. Okay. Jesus said, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, I am the door for the sheep leading to life. All who came before me are, are um, all, hmm, all who came before me as false messiahs and self-appointed leaders are thieves and robbers. But the true sheep, mm-hmm, the true sheep did not hear them. I am the door. Verse 9, John 10. Anyone who enters through me will be saved. Let me say that again. Anyone who enters through me will be saved and will live forever and will go in and out freely and find pasture, spiritual security. The thief okay, comes only in order to, to steal kill and destroy and in context who is the thief here these are they who are false messiahs who are self 
appointed leaders. Because Jesus told us back up there in verse 8, because his true sheep don't listen to them, these thieves and robbers, they didn't come through Jesus. He did not appoint them to, to shepherd to, to shepherd over his flock. He did not appoint them as a pastor to in the function, not the title. Y'all better stop that. To function as a pastor, to point them to the cross, preparing the people to meet the living God. That's the role of the apostle. What is that? Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. It is not for men and women to take these gifts, these positions, functions, and, and heap upon themselves in some grandiose fashion. And now they are the prophet, capital P, the apostle, capital A, the pastor, capital P, like all of this self-appointing. Jesus did not send anyone who self-appoints them. Listen, so that's the thief. No doubt their father is Satan. Okay, so, and if we come down to verse 11, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd, the good shepherd lays down his own life for the sheep. And then, and then he talks about the hired man, the hireling down at the church, right? But then, then he comes down to verse 16. I have other sheep besides these that are not of this fold. I must bring those also. And they will listen to my voice and pay attention to my call and they will become one flock with one shepherd. So again, tell me how denominational churches are biblical and scriptural and they have a right to be established when Jesus is saying there is only but one shepherd and one flock. Uh-uh-uh. That's another teaching for another day. So, Jesus' sheep, his true sheep, they don't follow another voice. They, how he says it in verse 16, they listen to my voice and pay attention to my call and they will become one flock with one shepherd. And then if we, if we come down, because y'all please study the whole chapter, right? Now listen to this. If he hadn't affirmed it already about who his sheep is, he's He's saying it again in verse 27 because what was happening in verse 26, because see, he was talking to these hypocritical Pharisees. Okay. And so, because they claim 
that they follow God and they are teaching the people correctly when we know that was not the case. And so Jesus is once again pouring cold water on their madness. And so in verse 26, he was saying to them, but you do not, you do not believe me. So you do not trust and follow me. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Did y'all just catch that? Because Jesus is saying those who believe in him, they trust him and they follow him. So all of this, well, I believe, I believe in Jesus. No, listen, listen, because see, this is why it's so key for us to be in the gospels to, to study the teachings from Jesus himself. Because if you run up in these apostate denominational churches, that Jesus did not appoint that person in the pulpit, they are hirelings. They going to teach you the madness that all you have to do is believe. What about the part about following and obeying Jesus? Because if you are obeying Jesus, then you will not be walking in habitual, deliberate, perpetual constant sin you're not going to do it why you are you are obeying Jesus commandments to do what to love God with your whole heart soul mind and strength and to love your neighbor as yourself so listen beloved if we are loving God with everything within us, then we won't be willfully sinning against him. And we won't be sinning against our neighbor either. Because Jesus says, what hangs on those two commandments is all of the law and the writings of the prophets. So back over here, verse 26 but you do not believe me, so you do not trust and follow me because you are not my sheep. So, beloved, I pray that this clarified some stuff because many are walking in deception. They are not listening to Jesus. They are not following Jesus, but they claim they believe. You cannot believe in Jesus and not obey Jesus. Belief and obedience goes hand in hand. Yes. So where are we at? Verse 27. The sheep, because now he just finished outline, outlining who was not his sheep. Okay. The sheep that are my own hear my voice and listen to me. So beloved, you know what it means to, to listen to someone, right? Because if you are, if, if you are following someone and listening, that means you are obeying them. So Jesus is saying that the sheep that are my own, well, they hear my voice and listen to me. I know them and they follow me. So listening 
following and obeying Jesus. When we are doing that, along with believing in him, then we are his true sheep. So, verse 28, and I give them, them who? Not anyone who claims the name and don't listen, follows, or obey Jesus. He's not talking to that person. He's saying them, to them. I give eternal life and they, they who, the one who listens, follows and obeys Jesus because they believe in Jesus. Therefore, when he speaks and commands, we listen to it, we follow it and we obey it. We walk as a practical application in our lives, we walk according to his teachings and commandments. Because if he says that, if there is anything that is causing you to sin, cut it off. And he gave this, this powerful um, analogy that if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out because he is saying it is take drastic measures so that you don't end up in hell because he says it is better to enter the kingdom all maimed up. Now I'm paraphrasing y'all go into the gospels and, and search it out and study it. And apply it. It is better to enter the kingdom without your body parts than to enter hell with all of your limbs. Where the worm will not die. Where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And hell is not the final destination. Hell will one day when Christ returns. To initiate final judgment, hell will empty herself out. It will resurrect those occupants and they will stand before Jesus at the great white throne where the books will be opened and another book will be opened, the book of life and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. So, beloved, it does matter how we live because it is being recorded. Please study, meditate, eat. Revelation 20. What is this? Verses 10 to 15. Because verse 15 tells the whole story. Verse 15 shuts down the madness once and for all. It it closes the mouths of the hypocrites. It opens the eyes of the deceived. It gives such a startling. What's the word I'm looking for? It gives us a startling reality. That's that's the best way that I can say it. That. If your name, if my name 
is not found written in the Lamb's Book of Life on Judgment Day, we will be thrown into the lake of fire, beloved. Mm. So, back over here to where we at, John 10. 28, and I give them eternal life and they will never ever by any means perish and no one will ever snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater and mightier than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the Father are one in essence and nature. Amen. And so, of course, if we if if you were to go down to verse 33, the Jews were livid because after Jesus just said, I and the Father are one, they were ready to kill him. They like that's blasphemy because you what. How they say it in verse 33, you, a mere man, see, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't even know that the king of the kingdom was right in the midst of them. God himself in the person of Jesus is right in the midst of them, telling them who he is. And yet they say, you, a mere man, make yourself out to be God. Mm-mm-mm. So, now that we got that out of the way, okay, so now we know who Jesus' sheep are. So, like I was saying, right, I can't forget this. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus, beloved. It is all about abiding in him. Listen, our whole lives must be centered around and enmeshed in Jesus. We must be totally absorbed in him. Mm -hmm. Our whole being revolves around the king of glory, for he is the king of this kingdom of which we get to experience Every day, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So, let us, let us take a look at some scriptures about abiding in Jesus. Because abiding means remaining, sticking close, not leaving, walking side by side. You are in him and he is in you. We can't tell where Jesus ends and you begins because it is one, one. That's how we, that's how we remain close to him. So we see in John 15, four to five, Jesus says, abide in me. Let us do a real quick look at this word abide. Because see, sometimes certain words just get glossed over. And praise God for the Holy Spirit that 
He stops us to do a word play just so that it's not just another scripture we are reading. We must milk it, meditate on it, ponder it, pull it apart to get the understanding and if need be to get a pictorial because see some people study in pictures. I do that sometimes or or some study just by words alone, but illustration is good. That's why Jesus taught in parables, right? To to teach spiritual truths with everyday things in their environment. So abide means accept or or act in accordance with a rule, a decision, or recommendation. Okay. It also means to comply. Comply with, obey, observe, follow, keep to, hold to, conform to, adhere to, stick to, stand by, Act in accordance with, heed, agree to or with, pay attention to, accept, go along, respect, acknowledge. Amen. So when Jesus says, let's get back to it, to abide in me, what is he saying? He is saying, obey me, follow me, stick to me. Observe my teachings, hold to, heed, pay attention to me, agree with me. Yes, agree with me, accept and acknowledge me. Yes, that's what it means to abide in Jesus because we follow his commands. Like I was saying, if we find ourselves in whatever sin, we need to cut it out, cut it away, put it away, repent and not go back to it. Because Jesus said what the results were that if you continue to stay in sin, you will go to hell with all your body parts and be tormented. So. He said, right, John 15, 4 through 5, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. Amen. Jesus is saying we cannot bear fruit. Fruit of what? Of the spirit fruits of righteousness. If we cut ourselves off from him, we become broken off branches that will be bundled together to be burned and thrown into the fire. So again, yes, I'm picking on denominational churches for a reason. They have broken themselves off from Jesus. How is it that there are over, I don't know, what, 30,000, I forget the number, but 30,000 is ringing in my ear 
of the many denominations. What? Jesus says that he is going for other sheep. That would be us Gentiles, right? And that it will be one shepherd and one flock. Israel and Gentiles will now come together as one body and there will be one head, one God, one Christ, one Lord, one Holy Spirit, one body. How did the one body break itself off? Uh-huh. I tell you why. Men of depraved minds, men and women of corrupt minds who in fact were agents of Satan because who was it? I want to say John. Don't quote me, but y'all can look it up that if they were truly truly of us, then they would not have never left. These are your false teachers, false prophets, converts, agents of Satan. They carry seducing spirits. Second Peter 2 told us that just like there were false prophets in Israel, there shall be false prophets among you. Jesus even told us that do not be deceived. Many will come in his name claiming to be Christ. These are wolves, he said, in sheep's clothing. They come to tear apart the flock. Beloved, this is not the hour to be in willful, deliberate sin. Because when you are in sin, you cannot hear nothing from Jesus. He will not reveal himself to those who are not obeying him. So, back up here to John 15, 4 through 5. He says, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me. And again, what does abide means? Obeying, following, sticking to a hearing and paying attention, heeding, sticking close. He who abides in me and I in, in him, he bears much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. Amen. John 8, 31. So Jesus was saying to the Jews who had believed him, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. Amen. Beloved, I'm giving us scriptures about remaining in Jesus, abiding in him, obeying him, following him, because he's saying that those who continue in his word are truly his disciples. Mm -hmm. Because a disciple listens and, and willingly allows themselves to be taught by the master. Jesus is our master, our teacher. So, we get our teaching and learning from him via Holy Spirit. Amen. So, 
Second John 1 9. Anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. The one who abides in the teaching, he has both the Father and the Son. Amen. Glory be to God. So again, if anyone is teaching you high sounding nonsense, According to Colossians 2.8, they are not abiding in God and they are not abiding in the teaching of Christ. Because he says the one who abides in the teaching has both the father and the son. So if anyone is teaching you once you are saved, you are always saved. That is not a teaching of Jesus Christ and they do not have the father nor the son. I know your your best dress preacher keeps telling you all you have to do is believe. And, and as long as you continue to tithe, then God's favor and blessing shall be upon your life. Well, what about obeying Jesus? And obeying Jesus is not obeying to tithe. Please, I don't, I don't, you know what? I need to inquire from this podcast hosting platform. If we could somehow put these episodes in categories, because see right now it's just one big library and I be wanting to, to, Senior to certain lessons that I have done numerous of times, but as it stands, it's scattered over the whole library. So it's like over to the glory of God, like over 500 uh, approaching like 560 episodes. So I need to find out, is there a way where we can make categories so I can put in categories all those lessons about whether or not we got to follow any one of the 613 laws of Moses or are we under grace? I would love to make a category about denominational churches are not biblical. I want to make a category about we cannot be in sin claiming the name and expect to go to heaven. I would love to make a category about all the false doctrines or what Jesus says that will keep us out of heaven. So, yeah, I, I need to inquire because I would love to say, you know what, click on false churches and then underneath that you got a whole bunch of lessons. So let's pray that they would do that for us. Amen. So, yep, we just did John 15, 4 through 9, because at the end of it, because I already touched this, that if anyone does not abide in me, Jesus says, well, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up and they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Because beloved, Galatians 2.20 must turn your lights on. I have been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So if Christ is living in 
in you, then you are living in him, abiding and obeying and following and sticking close to him, listening and doing what he told tells us to do. Amen. So, but Christ lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Amen. Colossians 2, 6. Listen, therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. Amen. That's clear cut. I love it. So Colossians 3, 1 through 3. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Amen. Do you get the connection now, beloved? We have died with Christ. Listen, this old sinful nature was nailed to the cross with Christ. Therefore, that old flesh man, that old sinful nature that we inherited from Adam spiritually died, died. We are a new creation. We are still no, no, let me, let me say it right. We are no longer sinners. So please stop identifying yourself as that because sinners sin. And by you saying, well, you mean to tell me you don't sin? We all sin. We all got something, beloved. Then you are not born again. Talking like a slave to sin, you're not born again. Because all of us got the Galatians 2.20 memo. I'm going to say it again. I have, say it with me. I have been crucified. I have been crucified with Christ. I, I who, that all sinful nature that was fallen, but now has been reborn from the spirit of God. So we can say how it goes that I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. Why? Because she died. That old sinful woman died. That old sinful man died. But Christ lives in me. You cannot be a sinner and Christ is living in you. Do that make any sense? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because see, sometimes we just need to Think about some stuff. Does it make any sense that Christ will live in a dirty vessel who still habitually sins, not listening to him, obviously not abiding in him, but yet Christ still lives in you, though? 
as you as you continue to fornicate and masturbate and, and smoke your weed and your cigarettes and still party and still still sleeping around refusing to come up out of these adulterous remarriages you say that Christ is living in you and you living like a hellion mm -mm. deceived and you need to repent yes so this life we now live in this flesh, yes, we still live in this flesh body because although the old man die, died, this flesh still wants to flare up. It still has, it's still prone to give into desires. But what is the mindset? Didn't we not just read that the mind must stay on Christ in heaven on things above and not on the earth. And what is on the earth? Flesh, dirt, us, that old wretched man. Listen, who was it? Paul says to not give provision to the flesh. He was like, don't even think about it. D don't even think about ways to gratify the flesh. So, let us now come over here to 1 John chapter 2, okay? Because we are about to get into who are God's children, okay? Because Jesus, on one hand, clearly, beautifully, without error, told us who his sheep are. The sheep are God's children, so, we know as a sheep, we listen, follow, and obey our good shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, got that established? So now, over here in 1 John 2, if we come down to verse 3, okay? And this is how we know daily by experience that we have come to know him, to understand him and be more deeply acquainted with him. And then there's a colon. There's a colon because up in verse two. Okay, to, to pull this all in context about what we talking about here. Well, in verse two, and he, that same Jesus is the propitiation for our sins. The atoning sacrifice that holds back the wrath of God that would otherwise be directed at us because of our sinful nature our worldliness, our lifestyle, and not for ours alone, but also for the sins of all believers throughout the world, throughout the whole world. Amen. And then we get verse three. Okay. And this is how, and this is how we know Jesus. Okay. That we've come to know him daily by experience to understand him and be more deeply um, deeply acquainted with him. Here we go. This is how we know Jesus. If we habitually keep focused 
on his precepts and obey his commandments, his teachings. See, beloved, it all boils down to obedience. You can't thank you, Holy Spirit. You and I can't get around obedience because we can believe Jesus. No, we can believe in Jesus all day because guess what, beloved? Even the devil and his demons believe in Jesus. So what are we really saying about believing in Jesus? But we are not obeying Jesus because I hate to break it to you. To follow Jesus means that you are actually following Jesus. And what does following Jesus looks like? Well, it looks like us denying ourselves, this flesh, picking up our cross, which is what? The flesh. Because the flesh leads to death. Oh, scripture is unanimous. You keep following after the flesh and you will die. You will die and be eternally separated from God over here in this lake of fire. So we deny ourselves, pick up our cross and follow Jesus. Amen. So this is how you know Jesus because it's not about lip service because he already said that People, people honor him with their mouths, but their hearts are far from him. And what did he mean by that? Well, he meant that they only say, I believe in Jesus, Lord, Lord, but they don't listen to anything he tells them to do. They don't obey him. So to know Jesus, John is telling us how we know Jesus. Well, if we habitually keep focused on his precepts and obey his commandments, his teachings, because verse four, whoever says, I have come to know him, but does not habitually keep focus on his precepts and obey his commandments, his teachings, teachings is a liar. And the truth of the divine word is not in him. Mm -hmm. Verse five, but whoever habitually keeps his word and obeys his precepts and treasures his message in its entirety. In him, the love of God has truly been perfected. It is completed and has reached maturity. Amen. By this, we know for certain that we are in him. Here we go with another colon because John is about to show us. Whoever says, verse 6 of 1 John 2, whoever says he lives in Christ, that is, whoever says he has accepted him as God and Savior, ought, ought as a moral obligation to walk and conduct himself just as 
he walked and conducted himself. Amen. Beloved, where's my bell? I pray that just woke you up. If we say that we believe in Jesus, will we walk as he walked? In what? Obedience, listening, following, and obeying the Father. That's how we know Jesus, because we listen, follow, and obey his teachings, his instructions, his commandments. We listen to the Father too. So, let us <clears throat> come over here to, mm-mm-mm. where's my, where's my first John 3? I tell you, I'm going to have to fire that secretary called Cynthia Smalls. She, she was to put first John 3 up here on my phone. That's okay. I got you. I got you. Here we go. Okay. Again, to clarify who the children of God are. So we are not deceived to think that we are on the fast track to heaven. All the while, we are on the broad way straight to a burning hell. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I got to drink this tea. Hold on. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see. Let's take it from the top. Right? Let's take it from the top. Where we at? First John 3. Okay, so here we go. Verse 1. First John 3. See what an incredible quality of love the Father has shown to us that we would be permitted to be named and called and counted the children of God. So, we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, we are even here and now children of God, and it is not yet made clear what we will be after his coming. We know that when he comes and is revealed, we will as his children be like him because we will see him just as he is in all his glory. Amen. And everyone who has this hope confidently placed in him purifies himself just as he is pure, holy, undefiled, guiltless. Amen. So John is telling us those who are waiting for Jesus to return in the meantime, in between time, we keep ourselves just as he is pure, holy, undefiled, guiltless. Amen. Because beloved, let us not forget Jesus core message. Repent and believe for the kingdom of God is at hand. Christ Jesus is on his way back, beloved, and we cannot be found wanting when he returns or we go by the way of the grave and stand before him in judgment. Amen. Verse four, everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness because beloved, I love to come here. 
just so we can get the clarification and the understanding of who God's children truly are so that there are no mistakes because on judgment day, there will be no mistaking about who truly was God's children. So we better make sure we are in right standing while we are still in this body suit by the grace of God. Amen. So verse four, everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness and sin is lawlessness. Ignoring God's law by action or neglect or by tolerating wrongdoing, being unrestrained by his commands and his will. You know that he appeared in visible form as a man in order to take away sins and in him there is absolutely no sin, for he has neither the sin nature nor has he committed sin or acts worthy of blame. Amen. Here we go with verse 6. Okay. Verse 6 is so telling. No one who abides in him. Now we already study out what abiding in Jesus means, right? Listening, following and obeying, sticking close, paying attention to him, right? Let me highlight the word obey. So no one who abides in Jesus I'm going to say it like this. No one who listens, follows, and obeys Jesus, who remains united in fellowship with him, deliberately, knowingly, and habitually practices sin. Well, there we have that, beloved. Because many that I have run into claim in the name of Jesus, and yet they are in open, flaming, disobedient, blatant sin. And these are the ones that say to my face, oh, I know I'm going to heaven with all this confidence. Meanwhile, you are living in your sin. You are defending it. You are glorifying it and you are deceived. But you can't tell them that though. So, the Bible says no one who who abides in Jesus, who listens, <laughs> I have to repeat it, who listens to Jesus, follow Jesus and obey Jesus cannot. They don't do this. Walk in, how it says it, deliberately, knowingly and habitually practices sin. This is not to say that they have reached sinless perfection. We know we have an advocate, Jesus, that when we miss the mark, and I pray that those marks, those missed marks be far and few in between because we're not supposed to be sinning. But when we miss the mark, we confess it. We come to God in godly sorrow and he is just. He will forgive us. 
but he also cleanses us of all unrighteousness. He purifies us so that going forward, we sin no more. We sin not. John wants us to sin not. Jesus commands us to go, comma, and sin no more. John 8, 11. Beloved, we are... <laughs> We are not supposed to be sinning, sinning if we are children of the most high God. Absolutely not. So John is saying in verse 6, 1 John 3, no one who abides in Jesus deliberately, habitually practices sin. No one who habitually sins has seen him or known him. Amen. John is like, well, if you are habitually, perpetually, blatantly sinning, then you don't know God. You don't know Jesus. You have not seen him, nor do you know him. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And that's why he says in verse seven, do not let anyone lead you astray because the one who practices righteousness the one who strives to live a, wait, how he says it? Consistently honorable life in practice as well as in public and to conform to God's precepts is righteous just as he is righteous. Amen. So if a tear, okay, comes up to you, and 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 asks and no and begs the question when you are out preaching holiness and righteous living and the gospel and because of their guilty conscience here they come rolling up on you demanding why are you telling people that they are going to hell because if they don't stop sinning, that is exactly where they are going. Well, none of us are perfect. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Now I know who I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with a false convert. Or maybe just someone who really is trying. Okay. Really is trying. But they... Hadn't gotten the memo. God is not playing with this lake of fire. So maybe, cause see, beloved, some people need to be snatched up from hell's fire. The Lord Jesus Christ did not give me a candy coated tickling ear lane. No, he told me to, to teach his message, repent and believe but unless you repent, you too shall all likewise perish. That's the lane he gave to me. And so with that lane comes the reality of the situation. You can't claim Jesus' name and still be in willful sin and still want to argue against holy living as if it's impossible to stop sinning and you believe you believe because some wolf pastor told you you have eternal security but 
you've out of your mouth. I'm not judging. I don't know you. Out of your mouth, you are telling me about the willful sin you are in. But because you believe in Jesus, that you get to go to heaven anyway. No, beloved. So that is why John is telling us where we at. Y'all made me, verse 7. Y'all almost made me lost my place. That's why, because he's talking to believers. Do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who practices righteousness. That's right. That's what I was going to say. When they roll up on you with the high sounding nonsense. Talking about we are we are all still sinners. We all got something. You mean to tell me you don't sin? And then when I merely am quoting 1 John 3, 8. No, 1 John 3, 7 about the one who practices righteousness. The one who strives to live a consistent, honorable life. And I'm trying to convey them, that to them. No, I am not. It, but because of their guilty conscience, they can't hear what I'm in fact saying. I'm not saying that I'm without sin. I'm telling them that as a believer, a follower of Jesus Christ, I strive to live a consistent, honorable life. I'm practicing righteousness as I'm being led by Holy Spirit. I'm not being self-righteous because you see, that's what their their ear is hearing oh self-righteous and and stop judging Th this is all that their brains are computing because they feel guilty because they've made a confession for Christ but they know they are not living all the way for Christ Okay, instead of confronting us, why not repent and go to God and in godly sorrow and get just that unconfessed sin washed away and then you won't be guilty. Then when you hear righteous, holy teachings, you will be like, that's right, my brother. That's right, sis. We must live holy. We know the way. Jesus said that the way is straight and narrow and then we can agree. But don't roll your truck up on the on the road like you want to run me over and get in my, and get in my face angry, mad because you are not striving to live a consistent, honorable life in private because in public you are super Christian. So why are you so angry? You can't be out here condemning people to hell. Well, who said I was doing that? Well, uh, yeah, I know well, because that's how you are interpreting that. Don't don't self project your bad behavior on the world because the world is ignoring me. <laughs> they are not. Trust me. They are giving me the bird. They are yelling and screeching at me. Listen, they are not offended by this. Okay, they are mocking this. 
that's a difference, right, Holy Spirit? The, the godless are not being offended that I'm saying if you don't repent, because Jesus says you will perish. They laugh at that. You are the only one up here that's angry and ready to run me over with your truck. <laughs> okay. So don't come up to me as if you are speaking on behalf of humanity that this is offensive to the world. This don't look, this don't bring people to Jesus. Oh, it don't, huh? Well, it brought me. And I know I'm not the only one who got the real gospel preached to them. That if you don't stop sinning, you're going to go to a burning hell as you await final judgment. It got my attention. So your theory is wrong. This message is what Jesus preached. That the unrighteous will not be going to heaven. So, talking about, well, this message don't bring people to Jesus. Talk about love. Well, love hung on the cross for our sins. You can't get no greater than love. The person, the person named love hung on a tree dying for your sins only for you in the 21st century about to run over one of his handmaidens because you're mad because your conscience is filled with guilt and you want us to water down the gospel i'm not doing it no because many if you haven't noticed sir are dying in their sins every second and going straight to a burning hell. Who's to say someone driving in their car is not pricked by this message and they went home in private, got down on their hands and knees and acts and cried out to the living God, save me. I don't want to go to hell. So if I listen to you, and then I'll put my sign in the car and go home. Meanwhile, at the at the light in front of me, someone is coming. <clears throat> but for the fact now, my sign is not there. That's a, a lost opportunity to snatch a stick from the fire. If I were you, sir, please go back into your truck before I call the authorities over here threatening, threatening me. You should, I'm telling you, but you know what? I love it. I love it. I, I really do. Now, it should sway me to be like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm not putting up with these folks. I, I don't need to be abused. <laughs> okay. But guess what? Holy Spirit gives us a spiritual backbone to deal with the madness. So it. It truly don't bother me. I'm just waiting for this Texas weather to get back to the hotness because it's freezing. It's like, what, 30-something degrees? That's, that's freezing. That's crazy for us. So as soon as this weather breaks a little bit, oh, oh, I'm back out there in the streets. <laughs> Not in the streets partying. Y'all need to stop it. I'm talking about snatching sticks from the fire and being ran over by random trucks. 
So anyway, getting back to over here, look, verse 8, right? 1 John, we'll be at 3, the 1, okay? Who practices sin, separating himself from God and, and offending him by acts of disobedience, indifference, or rebellion is of the devil. Mm-mm-mm. See? See, no one is being self-righteous. John is saying in verse 8 about the one. He said, the one who practices sin. Meaning, this is their lifestyle. They wake up in it. They glory in it all day long. And they go to bed in it. And they do this every single day. They practice sin as a lifestyle. Okay. The one who lives like that, separating himself from God, offending God by acts of disobedience, indifference, or rebellion is of the devil and takes his inner character and moral values from him, not God, for the devil has sinned and violated God's law from the beginning. The Son of God, amen, glory be to Jesus, appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. Listen, verse 9 again. John is making it clear, no one who is born of God. He is saying no child of God deliberately, knowingly, and habitually practices sin. Why? Why? Because God's seed, his principle of life, the essence of his righteous character remains permanently in him who is born again, who is reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for his purpose. And he who is born again cannot, cannot habitually live a life characterized by sin. Why? Because he is born of God and longs to please him. Because verse 10, by this, the children of God and the children of the devil are clearly identified. And then there's a colon. Okay, well, he's about to tell us. Anyone, okay, because we can quit it with the madness and the foolishness that you can live a life like the devil and still get to go to heaven okay here you go anyone who does not practice righteousness who does not seek God's will in thought action and purpose is not of God, nor is the one who does not unselfishly love his believing brother. Amen. So that's how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil. So the question on the floor, 
who are the children of God. It is the one who complies, remains, abides, obey God the Father and the Son. That's who the children of God are. The ones who practice a lifestyle of righteousness and they do this consistently and habitually. They strive to please God in every area of their lives, both in public and in private. So, in Closing, beloved. I'm going to take us in prayer to close it out. First John 4. Father, in the name of Jesus, you call us over here to test the spirits. We are commanded to do not believe every spirit. Speaking through a self-proclaimed prophet. Instead, test the spirits to see whether they are from God because many false prophets and teachers have gone out into the world. By this, you know and recognize the spirit of God. And there's a colon. Every spirit that acknowledges and confesses the fact that Jesus Christ has actually come in the flesh as a man is from God. God is its source. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus, acknowledging that he has come in the flesh, but would deny any any of the son's true nature is not of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and is now already in the world. Amen. Father, as your children, we are called to love one another. Verse 7 of First John 4. Beloved, let us unselfishly love and seek the best for one another. For love is from God, and everyone who loves others is born of God and knows God through personal experience. The one who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know him. For God is love. Amen. He is the originator of love and it is an enduring attribute of his nature. Amen. By this, the love of God was displayed in us in that God has sent his one and only begotten son, the one who is truly unique, the only one of his kind into the world so that we might live through him. Amen. Verse 10. In this is, in this is love, not that we loved God, 
but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation, that is the atoning sacrifice and the satisfying offering for our sins, fulfilling God's requirement for justice against sin and placating his wrath. Beloved, If God so loved us in this incredible way, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. But if we love one another with unselfish concern, God abides in us and his love. The love that is his essence abides in us and is completed and perfected in us. Amen. Verse 13. By this, we know with confident assurance that we abide in him and he in us because he has given to us his Holy Spirit. Amen. We who were with him in person have seen and testified as eyewitnesses that the father has sent the son to be the savior of the world. Amen. Glory be to your name, father. That's good. Wonderful news. Thank you. We bless you, father. We glorify you. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. We lift up the bloodstained banner of our Lord who took away our sins, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world died on our behalf. He became the substitute, the last Lamb to be slain, took on the full wrath of God, appeasing. God's requirement, the payment that justice was met with the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for dying on my behalf. Bless you. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Beloved, you can't help but to be ecstatic about Everything about God and about the Son and about Holy Spirit. I love it. Repent and believe. Stop sinning and turn back to God. And Lord willing, until next time, I shall be speaking to you all soon. Bye for now. guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.